Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. So listen, Lil, I promise we're not going to talk about this every show. Good. We're just not, we're not going to do it, but, <laughs> but we're going to talk about weight loss again today. But there is so much more to health and wellness than how much you weigh. There is. Okay. No, there really is. Oh. But the fact is that carrying around a little extra weight does affect our overall health. Yes, and it does. with so many New Year's resolutions focusing on dropping a few pounds, we're not going to shy away from it completely. Right. So today I just want to share some ideas that hopefully people can use and put into practice and make their lives a little bit better. Okay. I found an article. It was written by Lisa Bain. And it is called 16 Surprising Ways to Lose Weight Without Exercise, According to Experts. Okay, I'm listening. Now, <laughs> first of all, we're not going to have time to dig into all of them. Okay. That's important. Second of all, and this is maybe, first of all, this is most important. <laughs> you, you need exercise. I am not saying that you're not supposed to exercise. <laughs> Exercise is important. It's it important is, for your body, is. for your mind. Yes. It cuts down on your risk of a multitude of diseases, mm-hmm. and it can lower your incidence of depression, anxiety, other mental health problems. It can boost your energy. It helps you sleep. We need yes. to exercise. Okay, so this okay. is not an endorsement to not exercise. So just to add to yes, exercise. Yeah. Okay. But, but that being said, losing weight, when it really comes down to it, is about what you eat. Eat, It's about what you eat, right? So Mm -hmm. studies show that there are plenty of weight loss strategies that have nothing to do with exercise. Although the two, I want to emphasize this one more time, (laughs) the two go hand in hand. They're best served together. Together, right. But you do have to be intentional about what you eat. Basically, putting a little thought into what you eat can go a long way towards helping you reach your health goals. So here are a few ideas. Okay. Number one, review your portions. Okay. That makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're eating at home, they recommend that you use smaller plates or bowls. Mm -hmm. So you'll likely take in fewer calories and the trick, it it does trick your brain into thinking that you're eating more than you actually are. Now, as far as serving sizes are concerned, a good rule of thumb for a balanced meal is a clenched fist Mm -hmm. is a good portion size for a dense carb. That's approximately one cup. Uh, Your palm measures about four ounces of protein. protein. So that gives you an idea of what serving size are there. Mm-hmm. And then if you add about two teaspoons of healthy fat, or excuse me, tablespoons of healthy fat, ideally from whole foods like nuts or avocados, plus plenty of green and colorful veggies to fill up your plate, mm-hmm. that's a good way to go when you're eating at home. Yeah. Now, when you're eating out, portion control can be a little bit of a tougher challenge, right? right? right. Given the giant serving sizes <laughs> in most restaurants. So before you go, you have to think about how you're going to handle that. A couple of ideas. Number one, You can order an appetizer and then a small salad instead of an appetizer and a main dish. Mm. That'll help you cut back on those calories. You can split a dish with a friend or a significant other. You can ask for a to-go box right up front and then put half the meal in there before you dig in. So right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, If you have a plan, you're more likely to stick to it and Mm -hmm. you can reduce your calories that way. Number two. Okay. Eat more fiber. We know fiber helps with weight loss in so many ways, according to the experts. For starters, it expands in your gut like a sponge, 
So it's like a natural appetite suppressant. Plus, the latest research is finding it has beneficial impacts on good gut bacteria. Mm. And we know we've talked about that before. And it helps produce hormones in the gut that tell your brain you've had enough to eat, which is interesting. That was new to me. So you should aim for at least 25 grams of fiber a day from a variety of foods like whole grains, beans, fruits, vegetables, all those good Mm. things. Number three, I know you're interested in this, and that is to load up on your protein. Yes. That's important, right? Like fiber, protein naturally helps you feel full by Mm -hmm. influencing the production of satiety hormones. Protein takes a long time to digest, so you're unlikely to go scrounging for a snack after a protein-rich meal. And here's something to think about. Protein also takes more energy to digest than, say, fat or carbs. And so you don't store as many of its calories, Hmm. which is interesting. That is interesting. And uh, helpful. And for maximum impact, you should aim for about 20 grams per meal from lean proteins like fish, chicken, turkey, eggs, or low-fat dairy. Hmm. Number four is to balance your carbs. Yes. Now, we know we should limit them, but carbs aren't necessarily the devil. Right. But it is important to balance them out with protein and fat to help Mm -hmm. you feel fuller longer, like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And that includes doing things like having eggs or avocado on whole grain toast and natural peanut butter on crackers are Mm -hmm. some examples of balancing things out. Number five, get enough sleep. Does that surprise you? (laughs) Not at all. We end up talking about (laughs) sleep a lot, don't we? Uh It's a well-established fact that sleep deprivation can lead to weight gain. It comes down to the hormones. So Mm. sleep-deprived people produce more ghrelin, which is an appetite-stimulating hormone, and they produce less leptin, which is the hormone that tells you when you've had enough, when you've eaten enough. So... uh, Getting enough sleep can help with your hormones. Uh, number six is to hydrate. Yes. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Fill your tummy with water, and then you'll feel like eating less. Uh, the next one, don't drink your calories. Oh. So a lot of people like to have their their sodas throughout yeah. the day or whatever, but it's it's simple. Uh, it's a simple way to take in less calories overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking them uh, is not the way to get them, though. Uh, there's an important lesson to follow, and, and it is this rule. Drinking calories rather than eating them is less satisfying and doesn't lead to the same feeling of fullness, so you end up eating more right. when you eat, when you drink all those calories. Uh, it's another reason to stay away from sugary beverages like the sodas that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Number eight is to store your food out of sight. Oh. Out of sight, out of mind, yeah. right? And then number nine, this is the last one I'm going to talk about, is to write things down. Mm. Now, it may not be very exciting, but study <laughs> after study after study has shown that writing down what you eat is one of the most effective weight loss tools that there is. That's mm. according to the experts. Whether it's in a journal, using the notes app on your phone, or your favorite weight loss app, recording what you eat is the single best way to identify those sneaky little ways in which you might be oh. overeating. Okay. What do you think? All right. Any of those doable? Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> They're doing all doable. Two of them, They're all doable, sure. right? Yes. So get out there and uh, take in a few fewer calories through your diet, but also exercise again exercise Exercise, right today's guest today's guest is one of our amazing sports directors and when i say amazing (laughs) i mean it right kent perkins was the director of leisure services here in the hometown of the huntsman world senior Mm -hmm. game st george utah for more than 35 years he was instrumental in the construction of many of the facilities Mm -hmm. that our athletes enjoy including the canyon softball complex as well as miles and miles of trails that we use for our bike tour event and on top of that 
that, once he retired, we snagged him to help us <laughs> with our road races <laughs> events. Ken, thanks for joining us. Yes. My pleasure. You needed some kind of an example of weight challenge. <laughs> no, that is not so true. So you invited me on. <laughs> that is not true. No. You are fit and trim and looking great. And that is the truth. You can't see me from the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just about the way that it works out. So, Ken, I did want to talk to you today about a few of these facilities, a few of these venues. You, you were there during the construction of some of these things that have become beloved to our athletes over the years. I want to start off with the Canyons Softball Complex. Mm. I thought it might be fun to just get a little bit of a, a little bit of a backstory, a little history of how that complex came to be. We've always had a great need in this community for softball. For some reason, this area has been a mecca. Softball mecca. Yeah, yeah. And in the early years, J.C. Snow Park and our three fields down there essentially was all we had. Yeah. And I can remember days when it rained terribly and to get a tournament off, they actually brought in a helicopter to try to dry out to the field. To dry out the field. Wow. <laughs> and, um and so that we realized with the demand growing, the community growing, the number of teams wanting to come to St. George, we needed more facilities. But we couldn't afford to build a big complex. And so in 1996, the community passed the recreation bond. And as a part of that, then, was the softball complex. And we spent quite a bit of time looking for the right location. Mm. And like, let, me, let me just say, I don't, I don't want to interrupt the, the flow of the story here, but... It is the right location. It is. If there, if there is a venue that our softball players want to play at, and we have some great venues oh, outside yeah. of the canyons as well um, that are just phenomenal, you know, Little Valley and Goobler, some great fields, but people want to play at the canyons because of the views. Yeah. It's incredible. Isn't yeah. It? Uh. So we were really lucky in that sense. We, uh, we did look all over town. In fact, if I drive around town with my wife some during the day, I'll point to about four or five or six different locations that, you know, this was one of the this places was, we this picked. This was a consideration. Wow. This was one of the, so we did a big study, and we studied all of the, the available spots around town. And we got really lucky in this one sense because, or the sense of this location, because we, there's a, a um, I guess it's a program, we'll call it a program, which is called an RNPP, a Recreation and Public Purposes Act, okay, which is a federal plan that allows for federal agencies like the BLM to be able to allow land to be used uh, for by, recreational uh, purposes, right? Right. So once they designated that as a piece of property that would be available, then we then wrote a grant to get that property, and so we oh. were able to get it. Um, it is an extraordinary location. Oh, yeah. It really is. And uh, after we were able to plumb out two or three underground rivers and right. other yeah. things. <laughs> One of the ironies of St. George, Utah, it's a desert, it's right. dry as a bone, but everywhere you want to build something big and exciting, there seems to be a natural spring underground <laughs> right. there, right? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> but luckily, we were able to build it. And so I think it was somewhere around 1999 or 2000 that we actually opened the facility. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember now what date it was, but it was an instant hit. Yeah. Um, finding the right kind of mixture for the infield materials and all those other kind of things is a process you go through until you find what you want. But uh, it's, it's terrific. It's great to drive through there and to be able to to see, uh, you know, the use ongoing constantly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are certainly one of the big beneficiaries of that complex at uh, the Huntsman World Senior Games. But the community 
uh, local, yeah. you know, local residents get a chance to use it, and then people from really uh, all, all over all the world, over. all over the mm-hmm. world, in other tournaments that come and participate. And yeah. if you if you've seen the complex, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never seen it, it's worth seeing. <laughs> Uh, if you're if you're an athlete from outside of town that doesn't play softball, mm-hmm. it's worth just checking out that venue just yeah. for the view. Uh, if you're a resident here in town and you've never driven out to the <laughs> complex, this, the Canyons Complex, you ought to do it because it just looks right up Snow Canyon yeah. with the you know the red mountains the, yeah. and the blue sky yeah. and the white clouds. It is it is really just Spe- a phenomenal mm-hmm. venue, spectacular, world class in every mm-hmm. way. And you know the way that it's maintained and taken care of is so crucial and so important to the success. Yeah of softball here in this area and certainly to the games as well yeah. but to be able to offer that and and really for us again we were huge beneficiaries of it because yeah. just as our tournament was growing and outgrowing the facilities that we had available to yeah. us the complex the canyons complex came on board and we were able to to grow right along with the the growth mm-hmm. of that complex and here we are today at almost 400 softball teams yeah. and it could never have happened without the right. canyons complex yeah the bills in the mail Oh yeah. <laughs> so is the check. So is the check. They'll pass each other. <laughs> you know, one thing that's interesting is that when we passed the bond, we we had two things in mind. Number one is we wanted to create facilities for our own residents. We wanted to create world class facilities for our own residents. At the same time, we wanted to recognize that we have the ability to create a major revenue stream yeah. for yeah. the community. And so we overbuilt it in the sense that we took a study and decided what we needed, and then we overbuilt it. We actually built two or three fields more than we thought we needed thought at that you time. Need. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. And since that time, obviously, we have added additional softball <laughs> facilities in the yeah. community. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really important part. How of many it. fields are out there at the canyon? Seven. Seven. Yeah, wow. it's, a, it's such a great, yeah. such a great setting, and uh, again, w- the favorite place yeah. for our softball players to play. Yeah. They they just they love to be there. There's just the view, the the ambience, just the the spirit of yeah. it, the feeling of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you for your work on yeah. that. Seriously, I, I mean it's yeah <laughs> six six what six field I. Seven fields. I think no, there's seven. No, there's seven, isn't I think there? There's, seven. there's five in the main complex, and there's yeah, the two yeah, fields. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. How long has it been out since I've been out there? Well, you, you in my mind, I'm picturing one, together. two, three, four. <laughs> Did I say seven? Yeah. <laughs> It's a great complex. It yeah. really is. And it's not the only amazing recreational no. facility or complex that we have here in town. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the trail systems. That's another thing that you were very passionate about when you worked with the city mm-hmm. and continue to be very passionate about it as a resident now uh, still living here in St. George, Utah. Mm-hmm. But that's an area, uh, a facility, if you will, uh, a recreational opportunity that many of our athletes take advantage yeah. of. And we just offered last year for the first time our bike tour. So uh, a bunch of people got a chance yeah. To get out on it. Tell us a little bit about the history of these trail systems. It's, it's kind of unique to our oh, community. Oh, it's a great history. In um, on New Year's Day of nineteen, hold on, I'm getting there. <laughs> Eighty nine. Okay. The dam broke. Oh. The Quail Creek, Creek Dike right yeah. broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a five hundred year flood came flowing down the river. Yeah. And it really wiped out a lot, you know, down through the mm-hmm. center. But the unique thing about it is that the mayor uh, at the time, Mayor MacArthur's, went up. MacArthur went up in the, his plane and took some photographs. And 
when those photographs came back to us, we could see a footprint of what would probably be the worst-case scenario. And so we decided that, you know what, as a community, we decided that if this is the worst-case scenario, we certainly don't want to encourage any growth or, or development within sure. that worst-case scenario. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, corridor, that corridor there with right. the potential disaster. And so about that same time, this gentleman from the state, FEMA, actually from the federal government, FEMA, came to me and said, hey, I've got an idea. He said, we just have in our state for the first time what they call f- federal mitigation funds or flood mitigation funds. And he said, "If we, uh, I think it's possible that we might be able to help you as you mitigate against future floods, you know, the damage, you might be interested in, uh, in this grant. So we looked at the grant, and it gave us the impression that we could actually create a trail system out of that grant. Now, people said, how, how could you possibly do that? Well, we said, what we need to do is, if we can see where that 500-year flood is, yeah. why don't we create a, a line in the sand? And that line in the sand could be a trail. Yeah. And people could know that on the other side of the trail, you don't, you don't build. want to build there. Absolutely. So we actually, I went to the city manager and he thought I was up in the night. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Not the first are. time. Here they are trying to, trying to mitigate a flood that's <laughs> right. gone through the yeah. community. The recreation director comes in and says, now's a great time to build a trail. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure he, he saw me coming at that point. But um, uh, I explained to him what we wanted to do. And so we applied for the grant and we got it. And we built the first mile of trail, or the first section of trail. Yeah. And that was from Bloomington up to where the Ford dealership is right oh, now. Uh-huh. There was nothing on, the Ford dealership wasn't there, and it was, there was nothing on that end. Uh, Hilton Drive was much smaller, and it stopped right there. Everything was much smaller. Yeah. And, then, and there really was wasn't built. much on the other end. We had a little bit of a parking lot, and that was about it on yeah. the other side. But years before that, some friends of mine from Boulder, Colorado, who were really into trail systems, said, you know what? The secret is build a foot. Just build a foot, and more will follow. Yeah. <laughs> the whole idea, of course, is you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. So we started there, and we put a box at each end of the, the uh, trail and asked people to sign in as users and, and their thoughts. So you'd have an idea of, oh, of the yeah, use got, of the trail. Yeah, and we got all kinds of stuff. So we also did a survey, and we found out the community really wanted more trails now. And so we then were able to, you know, grow from there. Wow. And we have grown as a we community. Do, do you know how many miles of trail there are? Well, I've heard all kinds of numbers. When I left, it was like 45 miles. Somebody said there's 61 miles. Yeah. Wow. So somewhere in that neighborhood. And these are mixed-use trails. Yeah. You can walk on them. You can jog on them. You can ride bikes as long mm-hmm. as you're under a certain speed. Mm-hmm. And again, our, our athletes love to come to our community and take advantage yeah. uh, of those trails, whether it's to warm up or to compete. Mm-hmm. A number of our sports take advantage of the trails right. as well. It's amazing. Speaking of, of running, you are our road races director. Uh, in addition to all these amazing, wonderful things that you've done over your professional career, um, we don't have a ton of time left, but let's talk a little bit about the road races event. We offer a, a 5K and a 10K, correct? Absolutely. And they're the best 5 and 10K in the world. <laughs> Getting there. <laughs> we're, we're working on it, right? Let's talk about the 10K. That one starts actually in a very unique place in uh, Snow Canyon State Park. It is very scenic. Very, very nice. The runners, of course, it's downhill for the most part until you get to Ivan's and flattens out. But the runners seem to really like the course. Yeah. Um, 
they always compliment us on the courses that we created. That right. <laughs> Just the, for them. The beautiful surroundings. <laughs> you know, we have to make adjustments as, as the communities grow. We make adjustments to create the most safe environment for all of our, our participants. But it's uh, it's really good. This year the rain held off a little bit for yeah. us to be able to run. And, and, and so it turned out to be a great, a great event. Opportunity to really grow. That could be that race could grow significantly. Yeah, I, yeah, because yeah, there's opportunity there. Yeah, we yeah. agree with that for sure. And again, yeah. it's so scenic being able to start ah. right there in Snow Canyon State Park. Which again, if you're familiar with it, you know what an mm-hmm. incredible venue it is. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're not familiar with it, go get familiar right. with it because it's amazing. So in addition to the 10K, we also have a, a 5K that takes advantage of the city trail system that we were just talking about. Talk just a second about the 5K and what that looks like. Well, it's an all-comers kind of a thing. 5K races traditionally are for anyone of any... Kind of for everybody, right? It, it, it hark back to your talk about exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is not some place that typically world champions come to participate. You know? Sure, not in the 5K, right? So this is people of all ages. And that's the nice thing. It's an all-comers kind of a thing. And, yeah. And people, there's some that even walk it. But for the most part, it's it's uh, just anyone who wants to come out and have a social experience, which is a really positive. Yeah. It's a good environment. It's good a good trail system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the course is... It's the course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the trail system, and it's nice, easy to follow, and nice to run on. And pretty in its own way. It's, yes. You know, it's, it's not... Um, it, it doesn't have those awe-inspiring red mountains right. all around you, red rocks all around you, uh, like the 10K does. But certainly it runs along the, the Virgin River, yeah. and it's a, just a nice little trail, an out-and-back course, so it's hard to get lost. Trying to get lost, and you have inspiring people who are there smiling at you, right? Encouraging you on, and absolutely, right? Absolutely. So, we only got about a minute left. What advice do you have for people as a recreation, as a park uh, professional for so many years on taking advantage, whether it's here locally or if they're listening from outside the area? What advice do you have for people to take advantage of these opportunities? Do it, take advantage. I mean, it's recreation and, and the opportunity to be in facilities has hundreds of hundreds of benefits. We talked about some of them earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and socialization, and not the least a bit, is, is that opportunity for you to spend time with family. Right. You know, to get out and, and just enjoy what's here. Quality of life. Yep. It's all about quality yes, of life. That absolutely. is absolutely what it is all about. And, yeah. you know, we, we did touch on a couple of the benefits, but when you when you look at the research, and this it's more than just anecdotal. Mm-hmm. I think anecdotally, we all have an inherent understanding that, yeah, we should exercise, mm-hmm. and being outside in fresh air is good for us. Our moms always told us that, you know, get outside and get some fresh air. We know that anecdotally, but there's so much research about, you know, um, being able to reduce your levels of stress and mm-hmm. anxiety and depression through actually being outside, through being on a trail, through being in nature. Um, Of course, there's the cardiovascular. There's the cognitive benefits as well, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to uh, potentially mitigate some dementia and Alzheimer's later on in life Mm -hmm. by just being outside and spending time with people that you love in the outdoors. It's amazing. And and Kent, thank you so much for all the work that you've done for our community uh, on, on behalf of those of us that live here and on behalf of many of our athletes that don't, right. um, your fingerprint is on so much of what we're able to do yeah. at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And here you are right in the midst of it with us now <laughs> as our race walk, uh, as our uh, road races director. Yeah. So thank you. Let's get yes. that right. Don't add any more to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, here's an idea. <laughs> Ken, thank you. Thank, thank you for you, joining Kent. us today. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate it so much. Interesting stuff, yeah, right? I, there's yeah. several things there I didn't know. Oh, right. Me too. Yeah, that's fun. Just, hey, we're, we're running out of time here, yep. but just to wrap us up, a couple of things to keep in mind. I want to remind everyone that team registration is yes. actually open now. Mm-hmm. And man, we have registered so fast. <laughs> Many of our age divisions in the team sports mm-hmm. are filled up. In fact, I just ran a report. We have over 545 total teams that are registered wow. right now. That's softball, volleyball, basketball, soccer across the board. Yeah. If you go on to register, if you're a team manager and you go on to register and you find that your age group is full and there's a reasonable yeah. chance that you will find that, don't give up hope. Get yourself on the waiting list. Yes. We can't find you and put you in the tournament <laughs> if you don't get yourself on the right. waiting list. So check that out at SeniorGames.net. I want to remind everybody that our individual registration will mm-hmm. open on March 1st yep. and that takes place right at the stroke of midnight yes. mountain time <laughs> so put that on your calendar and many of our individual sports tend to fill up pretty quickly as yeah. well so don't delay on that if you haven't already make your new year's resolution <laughs> to be a part of the huntsman world senior games this year it's going to be great again seniorgames.net all the dates all the schedules all the venues all the information that you need to know there we want to remind you to tune in live next and every thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that your favorite podcasts are found. You can also find this in previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net, so check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from our 16th president, the 16th president of the United States, I don't know. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.